Hello friends, this is Jillian from Snack Time. We are so grateful that you've continued to listen to our season three journey. You're going to love today's speaker. We're chatting all about tips and tricks for snacking, quick and nutritious meals, and how your parenting can shape your little one's perspective on wellness. Be sure to stay tuned because you're even gonna hear a special guest from the Fur Babies. But first, a message from our sponsor. Simple Mills makes delicious snacks with purposeful ingredients that fill you up but never slow you down. They make delicious crackers from almond flour and cookies and snack bars with nut and seed flours with just that right amount of sweetness. Get your Simple Mills snacks and baking mixes at a retailer near you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Snack Time with Emma and Jillian. This is Emma here and I am so excited to introduce our guest today. We have a super duper special guest and we can't wait for her to get started. So everybody welcome Laura. Laura is a New York-based dietitian. She's a mom of two beautiful kiddos and has an adorable fur baby. Her expertise over the past 20 plus years has stemmed from having a true love for food and wellness. Laura is on a mission to show people that food can not only be beneficial for your health, but also should be one of the most enjoyable parts of life. She is on a mission to eliminate diets because that's not what life is about. She truly believes that when you look back on your life, you won't remember what weight you were, but you will probably remember some of the best meals and experiences of your life. Laura loves a really good meal, a big glass of wine, and rumor has it, if you can't find her, she's hiding in her new walk-in pantry with the cow wallpaper, which we need to hear more about. She's also <laughs> plotting her next tips and tricks on how to get naked. Thanks, Laura, for a great perspective, and welcome to our show. Thanks so much. Wow. You guys did your homework. So my name's Laura Birak. I'm a registered dietitian. I have existed before social media was in, you know, that actually existed. So I've been in the field for close to 20 years and um, it was very different back then, but I really went into nutrition because I have a love of food. So it always comes down to food with me. I don't come from an eating disorder background or, um, you know, of course we've all been affected by diet culture, but many dietitians have unfortunately experienced, um, disordered eating or eating disorders in their life and then became interested in the field. But my background really just comes from loving food. And if you've ever watched me visit my parents, you will see my, that their pantry is full of the junkiest food you've ever seen in your life. And I'm always like, where did I come from? Because my dad eats like cookies for breakfast and laughs about it. And, you know, my, it's not that my house was totally unhealthy. We did have healthy dinners once in a while, but um, it was really on my own just from flipping through, you know, those fitness magazines that we used to look at more. Now it's like all online, but um, it, it started in middle school. I started making healthy meals for my family and I probably was like, I don't really want to eat this crap anymore. And then when I was looking at colleges, I focused on a school that had a nutrition program. And back then there were very few schools that did. So that's why I ended up going to Penn State and entering their nutrition program. So I have a bachelor's in nutrition and then to become a registered dietitian, it's sort of like matching for medical school. So it's a matching system 
as you know, Jillian, right? Um, and you really just interview and wait for the day that they tell you, did you get an internship or not? So I matched with NYU and straight from Penn State, I went to New York and I've basically been there ever since and got my dietitian license and my master's program there at NYU. And then just basically started hitting the pavement. I worked in hospitals for 10 years at Beth Israel and special surgery. And I worked for Joy Bauer and two other private practices, but that was my last job before moving out of the city. And, um, which has already been 10 years that I'm in the suburbs of New York in Long Island, but I lived in the city over 10 years. And um, we moved out when I was pregnant with my second child, my son, who just turned nine last week, which is crazy. Life's going way too fast. So here we are. And then when I came to Long Island, I opened my own private practice. I did have an office up until about a year and a half ago when obviously we underwent COVID and life changed forever. And now I have an all virtual practice using a telehealth system and I love it even more actually. And just being a dietitian, as you know, is having a million different jobs in one, wearing a lot of hats. And that, that was true also from the start. Um, we just didn't have social media. There was no way to connect online much. So it was really just running around the city, having three to four different jobs at a time, running from my day job in the hospital to my private practice at night to writing for a lot of different outlets. Um, I really if I looked back, probably had like 30 different jobs in the first 10 years of, you know, working. And now it's really just all my business. And again, doing a million different things every day is different. I love learning about your journey. And when we've had different dietitians on in the past, it's so funny how unique, but similar a lot of our uh, experiences were. Emma and I actually joke, I was a dietitian as well. And we joke about okay. how the match system is like such a black hole. Sometimes like you get matched to one or none and who knows what's going to happen. You're just going to smile and hope for the best and just tell people to eat fruits and veggies most of the time. So it's quite a journey. That's for sure. Um, but I do actually want to ask you. So when you made the comment about how your business jump started before social media was as big as it is today. So I'm interested on in how your business was different, you know, pre-social media phase compared to how it is now? Well, actually seeing clients in an office or, you know, now it's on Zoom a lot of the time, that hasn't changed so much, but everything else has changed. So there was absolutely no social media. There wasn't even Facebook when I started. So think about that. That makes me feel really old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but I did start basically in the field at 18 years old. I didn't go back to school like a lot of people do. I knew what I wanted to do always. Um, and it's just easier to make connections now and to really broaden your audience and to see clients, for example, from all over the country or all over the world. I've had a client in Amsterdam, um, other countries that was not possible before because if we had a session on the phone, you know, you could never see somebody face to face like you can now. So it was really just, like I said, pounding the pavement. I mean, literally running on foot from one place to the other, trying to make connections 
you know, in person going to doctor's offices and actually meeting them and shaking their hands and giving your cards out. I can't even remember the last time I gave a card out. So it was completely different, but I feel really great about the fact that like I've existed in both worlds because I can really take our modern world in dietetics and use it to my advantage. I think it's a really great thing. So such a great way to connect with brands and other dietitians and just clients in general, people from everywhere. It's just so awesome. When before it was like, you had to be on TV, you had to be Joy Bauer, right? Who <laughs> I said, you know, she was the last practice I worked for. And you know, if you weren't on TV, how was anybody going to know you? If you weren't in a magazine or newspaper, nobody was going to know you. So now it's just so awesome that I get to spread my message and have fun with it and really bring light and positivity to food and nutrition because there's so much negativity and this, you know, ah, what do I do? So much misinformation, which is another problem. You know, social media can be used for good or for not so good. So you know, it's, that's why it's so important to follow experts and um, experts in influence like us as dietitians who have actually learned the science. And the other thing is, you know, we were taught different nutrition back in the day. Remember, we were going through the um, fat-free snack wells era. And when I was in school, that was actually going on. So we were taught by our very, very intelligent professors to be counseling clients to have fat-free cheese and fat-free cookies. And, you know, then everybody was eating a lot more sugar. And obviously we know now it wasn't a great idea, but nutrition is a really young science. It keeps evolving, which is also what's so cool about it. And, um, but it really comes down to the basics. So, you know, what I teach somebody is never going to change now. Well, the basics, you know, how to structure meals and how to focus on having a lot more plants and hydrating and moving. And, um, you know, in this day and age, our, our environment and this the world we live in is literally working against us every single day. So I always tell people, you have to make more of an effort now than you ever did before. When you talk about getting back to the basics and social media, now you have this amazing social media platform and you are able to share some of the snippets of the basics with people just on Instagram and social media. But we have to talk about your handle name for a second, Get Naked Nutrition. We absolutely are in love with that. We love the slogan. Where did Get Naked Nutrition come from? It's funny. I was texting with my college friends today because it's St. Patrick's Day and that was our favorite day in college <laughs> when we used to go around to all the bars. Um, and I was with my college friends. I don't even know how many years ago. And they were like, you need to be on this platform. It's called Instagram. It's really fun. And like literally in the bar that night when I was like, I don't know, I had to be at least 30 something. I'm 42 now. I'm not afraid to say it. I feel better than ever. Um, <laughs> That's, I just, I'm, I mean, it really didn't come from anywhere. I was like, get naked nutrition. And that was kind of it. It really just sparked me that like, it's about breaking down to the basics and stripping down to making food a very uncomplicated part of your life because we all think it's so complicated and it is not. So stripping down to the basics and really feeling your best. And then, you know, obviously the other part of it is like, it is like when you are living a healthier life, 
and uncomplicating things and calming down about food, you're going to also feel better naked. So that's kind of the short story. I wish there was like something more exciting of how it happened, but it was really like in that instance, I like, I picked get naked nutrition, Instagram handle. That was it. I actually just trademarked it. So it's a registered trademark now get naked. So that's kind of how I'm building my brand. And I just think it's fun. I actually have one of my hats here that if you're listening, you can't see, but, um, you know, it's just, I put get naked on everything and people are like, what is that? And, you know, and I, and I think without me even explaining it, they can understand it because people know what I do. Well, a quick plug that we will tag your website in the show notes. And I do know you have a shop on your website. So if anyone wants to get naked hat that she just held up, it'll be there. Uh, and there's some other cool branded items as well. I think that get naked is such an awesome idea because just like you said, you strip down to the basics, just like you're stripping down when you're getting naked, being able to remind, I mean, like, Hey, they can go hand in hand. If you really want them to. Look at that. Love it. Um, but it's so true where everything you see on social media, all right, maybe not everything, but a lot of things you see on social media make it so complicated. And the same basics that were, you know, 40 years ago, 30, 10, 12, aside from the low fat snacks or no fat snacks is fruits and veggies, having quality produce, you know, having your water, having some lean proteins, all the basics are always still there. We just have to start with those basics and strip down all of the craziness, the fluff, just to get your solid foundation. And so love that. Get naked, A plus decision there. Um, but I'm really curious. So with all your clients, you know, your media presence, the daily ins and outs of being a dietitian, you obviously have very busy days. And so we want to know what inspires you each day and motivates you to do what you do. I really think it's food. It's always coming down to food and back to food. I recently decided, you know, I just want to show people how to make really quick, easy meals. And I think people love that the most and like quick recipes. And I am not a trained chef whatsoever. I'm like this amateur wannabe chef. <laughs> and if I can throw things together, anybody can. And it's all about having shortcuts. So that's really my mission now. I love that you said food because don't you have a um, snack bar or a snack bar for an Instagram account? Tell us about that. Yes. Yes. Um, well, when I used to have an office, I actually had like a snack bar in it where my clients could purchase all of my favorite healthy snacks because, you know, nobody wants to go find them them themselves. They want to just get it there. So that inspired me to create my other Instagram handle, get naked snack bar. So I kind of feature all of my favorite healthy snacks and where to get them and why I love them. And what people can trust about me is if I tell you that something tastes really good, it usually does. You might not love everything, but, um, you know, it's just, so much fun to me. I think that's kind of what motivates me to get up every day. And listen, I mean, again, like uh, social media, especially Instagram is a lot of smoke and mirrors, you know, we're like, okay, we're creating these beautiful, easy meals and everything looks great, but like everything is just a snippet of somebody's life. So, you know, you don't see like the chaos behind the scenes and, you know, everybody should remember that, that, you know, it's just a highlight reel. No one is seeing me like waking up, like, trying to get my kids on the bus. Everybody's like screaming <laughs> and we're just trying to make it through the morning. And then I'm like, 
then when you work for yourself, it's hard because I have a house, I have kids, I have to take them to activities, I run a business, I literally have a hundred things to do a day. But you know, I you have to be motivated and love what you do to really make sure that you keep working every day. And that's why nutrition's fun too, or what we do as dietitians is because you can just do different things every day. You do not have a nine to five job at a desk. You are doing a lot of things. And if you have, and the cool thing also about, you know, the being in the year 2022 is like, if I have an idea, I can make it happen digitally, which is awesome. So if I want to create whatever it is, I can do that. And I can teach people online and I can teach as many people as I want at once. Like we're doing now, you know, it's such a a great way to educate because no one has ever been taught how to eat. It's not like we all had to take classes that were required. And that's part of the problem. You know, the one thing every single person has in common is that we need to eat every single day, multiple times a day. And no one has ever been taught how their body works or why to eat a certain way. And that's why all the information they consume online is so, you know, mixed up because people are telling you this and then someone else is telling you the opposite. And we're listening to all this noise around us. But as dietitians, we're the experts in food and we get to educate you and tell you it's okay if you don't know how to eat because you're not supposed to. Unfortunately, we should be taught from a very young age how to eat and we're not. And as a mom, you know, I can tell you kids have no idea. And they of course want to go towards sugar first, like we do as grownups as well. Um, but they really don't know better. And it starts from a really young age, especially when it comes to me counseling clients, a lot of things we talk about are from past events as a young child. And, you know, people remember that of like, oh, this is when I started to feel this way. It's because, you know, my mom said this or that to me, or I remember not feeling so good when I'd wake up and, you know, my, all my friends are wearing crop tops and I felt uncomfortable. So a lot of things really stem back to childhood. Um, but if we had better education and a better system, I think that it would really change the world. So it's true. It's like the complexity that nutrition is often displayed as it's like, got to bring it back to the simple. We have too many other stressful things to, to think about right now where nutrition should in the ideal world, not be one of them. You want to be able to just eat and move on with your day, not stress about it or fixate on it, you know, all day long. Emma and I have said on previous episodes and even offline, we've had so many conversations about how our jobs almost shouldn't be a job. Like when you're younger, just like you learn history, just like you learn math in health, you should learn how to take care of your body. And obviously as a dietitian, we can help people when stuff goes wrong, but imagine how many things wouldn't have gone wrong if the nutrition foundation was there in the beginning. And so we say that we've said that all the time. We completely agree with you where we really need to have this solid form of education at a young age to build those healthy habits and to also not develop those unhealthy relationships with food. Absolutely. And so I'm curious, I mean, you're a, you're a mom to beautiful kiddos and you just mentioned, you know, a lot of the, the things that go on day to day of being a mom. I'm curious, how does being a mom shape your own nutrition? And then also your advice that you'd give to other moms for an active, healthy lifestyle. Well, 
<laughs> when you have kids, I mean, your life changes forever and you know, you, you cannot be a selfish person at all. You are taking care of other people. And, um, that's why I do see a lot of moms because they tend to put their own health on the back burner. But if you stop taking care of yourself, you're not going to be as good of a mom and you're not going to be able to handle all the things that are thrown to you on a daily basis. So, you know, when it comes to kids, it's really trying to be a good role model. I have a daughter who is going to be 12 this year and she's entering those teenage years. And unfortunately, you know, being female um, these days, especially teenagers, I've never seen more anxiety and depression than I have in the last couple of years with female teenagers, just from COVID and just being isolated and good role model and to, for them to see you taking care of yourself and to stock the house with healthy food and to not really be the food police, as we like to call it, you know, you want to just, you know, you want them to see what you do and almost not talk about it that much because kids are sponges and they're going to soak up what you do. And I always like, I'm like praying that over time and it's happening a little bit that my very picky kids will start to pick up on the way I live my life. And then as they get older and they're able to make more decisions for themselves that they follow in my footsteps, but we get into this, you know, fine line with parents and kids, especially with daughters where, you know, they think you're judging them or, you know, they're feeling um, self-conscious and think that, you know, but, you, but as a parent, you're really just trying to be supportive. Um, so it's really just doing the best you can and being okay with the fact that like no one is ever perfect. You're never going to be a perfect parent and it's okay to constantly feel guilty because there's no way not to. Um, you just really want to do the best you can and know that everyone is doing the best they can. And to really give yourself a pat on the back at the end of the day, because yes, I, I, you know, kept them alive one more day. Um, it's hard. There's so many different parts of life and juggling it is an, is, you know, really amazing in itself. And, um, that motivates me too to get up and have my kids see me helping people because that's what it really all comes down to. That's why we all went into this profession, you know, whether they're social media or not is the fact that we want to help people, whether it's in person, whether it's online now, um, we want to make a difference. And I think we can, all three of us, because we're all dietitians and go to sleep every night and at least say, okay, at least I'm trying to make a difference in the world. That's super powerful. And what you've said about, you know, being a mom and not being the food police and leading by example and keeping healthy food in the house and healthy snacks in the house. Do you have go-to snacks or quick um, meals that you recommend to your clients who are moms, dads, or people taking care of other other people to have in the house. So nutrition can be a little bit less of a, I guess, choices that you have to make during the day. It's a little bit easier to make those choices. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of, if you follow Get Naked Nutrition, that's really what it's all about. It's like, how do you find quick, easy shortcuts? How do you stock 
whether it's like five or 10 things at all times so that you can just look in your fridge, look in your pantry, throw things into a bowl and have a healthy, quick, quick. It's all about quick, healthy, quick, easy meal that you can make in less than 10 minutes because every single thing I make, and that's why I'm not really a baker. I don't really like to measure, but I try to measure a little bit when I'm creating a recipe, but I really call it a no recipe, um, is like, what can I go get at Trader Joe's that I can like put in the microwave, the three minute rice, and then on the stove have something going at the same time. So like everything's ready in under 10 minutes, because the biggest thing I hear from clients is that they, they get stressed out about dinner. What are we going to have for dinner tonight? Oh my God, everyone wants something different. And you know, if you think it, everything is a perception, everything's learned. So we think dinner has to be so difficult, but why can't it be as easy as breakfast or lunch? It's just the way that we perceive things. So when you get a handful of quick, easy meals and you know how to throw them together, you can rotate them over and over again. Or like you were saying, Jillian, like, okay, it's always going to be what kind of vegetables are hanging around my house or in the market? What kind of protein can I pair with it? Whether it's chicken, turkey, fish, eggs are one of my favorites. Everybody has them in the fridge, cans of tuna, things that you can just kind of open and pour into a bowl again. It doesn't take tons of preparation. And, and that's kind of the base of every meal is like, what's a protein, what's a vegetable and how can I pick better brands that have um, more nutritious ingredients? So um, I call it quality carbs. So cracker bread brands, for example, that are just made with more nutritious ingredients like nuts and seeds and whole grains. And then just learning with time because everything takes time. You don't just snap your fingers and suddenly you know what we know, um, you know, but everybody just wants things quickly now. We order something on Amazon, it comes to our doorstep, but it doesn't work like that with your health. It takes practice and over time you get better at it. And as we all know, the more we practice something, the better we get and the easier it is. And then it's not so scary anymore. So it's really just practicing, taking it one step at a time, baby steps. There's absolutely no black and white when it comes to nutrition, but we all like to go on a diet that's very black and white, blinders on. You can have this and you can't have that. So then what happens when we come out of that cage and start eating other food, that's when things, you know, backfire and we go in these vicious cycles. So it's learning how to include everything that you love, but making the base of your diet nutritious and quality foods. And then what happens is you actually prefer to eat this way. Like I had to eat out for, I think it was like close to nine months because of my kitchen. And I experienced firsthand how terrible I felt, even though, you know, I'd go to Chopped and get a salad or whatever. Um, it, it's nearly impossible to eat every single meal out and feel good. So the more you can eat from home, the naturally healthier you are going to be. And that's probably like my number one tip is eat as much as you can from home because you'll start to prefer to eat that way. You'll say like, nah, I don't want to stop at McDonald's. I'd rather go home and make avocado toast with hard boiled eggs. I know that sounds crazy to some people. Like that's what we think, right? <laughs> um, like I can't go wait to go home and make something that's, you know, I can use my staples 
by just looking in the fridge, looking in the pantry and knowing that I can grab a couple of things, put them on the counter and arrange them nicely. Cause that's important too sometimes. Um, and enjoy. I love how like calming and simple you put nutrition because like we said before, you know, it can be such a high stress thing for people, but knowing you just got to take a little bit of the extra prep work to have the stuff in the house. And nowadays we can get stuff, you know, online groceries just delivered to the door. So it's a lot more simple, um, mm-hmm. but, but keeping it simple and it's like, it's okay to, you know, come up with these fancy meals and complex recipes sometimes, but it's also okay. Okay. To take a variety of ingredients, dump it into a bowl and be like, yay, we have lunch. Yeah. And going back to what you said about grabbing the three minute rice that you stick in the microwave while something else is cooking. I love the idea of this because there's such a negative connotation when it comes to convenience foods. And yes, some convenience foods are not as nutritious as having something raw and fresh, but that doesn't mean that all convenience foods are not good for you. So those three minute rice, you can pop in the microwave. I'm telling you the level of cortisol that like the decrease level of cortisol that you'll get just from not having to deal with rice, unless you have a rice cooker or even Mm -hmm. cleaning up all that mess is so much healthier for you and so much better for you than stressing Mm -hmm. over like everything needs to be, you know, the freshest it can possibly be, which is, which may be the goal sometimes, but that's not how it always has to be. And your health isn't going to decline from some of these more convenience items. If that's going to, if, if you popping three minute rice into the microwave, it's what's going to take you to get a quality starchy carb on your plate. I'm all for it. You know, like Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10, let's recommend it and let's keep things simple. So thank you for saying that. Um, But I also want to jump in next to see with all this, you know, meal planning, prepping, we want to keep it as simple as possible. A huge mission that you're on is to ditch the cereal dieting. And so we are hoping today that we can chat with you and you can help us debunk some of the popular myths that we see on social media these days, if that's cool with you, to debunk some of these myths. And so first is the low carb, you know, keto diet. If someone comes to you and it's excited to maybe try it, what would you tell them? Well, first of all, almost all of my private clients now have quote unquote, been on every diet on the planet. Um, they've done it all for decades and they're exhausted. And the, the phrase cereal dieting that I've used on my profile came from one of my clients. She said, I don't want to be a cereal dieter anymore. I am exhausted with dieting. And sometimes it can take getting later into your life to realize this, but you know, if you're even a teenager in your twenties listening to this, you know, don't waste your life going on these diets. The diet dieting industry is a $72 billion industry. It is there for people to make money. And it's, it's a huge, huge business. So I know that instant gratification is so tempting to people and just having those, you know, blinders on of like, I can only do this and it's going to be easier this way because I don't have to think about it, but that's why someone keeps going around and around because it's, absolutely unsustainable to stay on a diet 
that doesn't include all foods forever. You want to eat in a flexible way. So when it comes to things like low carb, keto, um, carbohydrates should make up the majority of your diet. They should be around 40 to 50% of the nutrients that you eat every day. Um, it's your brain's main source of fuel, which is why a lot of times if you've been on these very low carb diets, one of the first symptoms you'll get is a headache or, you know, people that are prone to migraines are going to get, um, a lot of times migraines or just feel foggy and have no energy because it's your body's most usable form of energy quickest form of energy. So instead of being on low carb, it's slow carb, it's quality carbs. It's picking the carbohydrates that are actually nutritious. There's a huge difference between natural sugars, like in fruit versus added sugar, which is in, you know, walk through the supermarket and see 90% of the foods on the shelf have added sugar in them that you don't even realize. Like tomato sauces and, um, you know, cereals. And it's astounding when you start to look at a label and see how much sugar is in something that you never realized. So it's not about low carb. It's about choosing quality carbs that are actually going to work for you. You want your food to work for you to make your body work most efficiently. And people get really confused about carbohydrates. They think like they're the devil or the enemy, but sure. If you're eating donuts and cookies and candy and baked goods, like I love all the time, that is not really going to help you, but you should be able to have, um, you know, a warm chocolate chip cookie out of the oven that your kids baked and not say, oh my God, I can't eat carbs. You know, it's about appreciating them to a point where you don't need to binge on the sugary carbs. And that's usually what happens. We're not binging on like sweet potatoes, or like, um, you know, grainy bread. We're binging on all the sugary addictive foods that I think is the biggest problem in our society is the amount of sugar in our diet and how drawn to it we are. The more we eat it, the more we want it. So instead of thinking I need to be on keto and have this completely unrealistic, unsustainable diet of barely any carbohydrates that you need carbohydrates, you just should mostly pick the nutritious ones that are going to provide fiber. Because if you don't eat carbohydrates, you're not gonna be able to get fiber in your food. And fiber is one of the most important nutrients. Um, women should be getting around 30 to 35 grams of fiber a day. Fiber keeps you regular, keeps your blood sugar stable. It keeps, um, you know, your blood lipids at a normal level. There's a million advantages to having enough fiber, but if you don't eat any carbs, how are you even going to get any fiber? So I could talk about carbs forever, but it's more about like, how do we balance them out throughout the day instead of not eat them at all? Because if you don't eat them, especially during the day, which is typically what happens, that's going to end up, you know, you're going to stand in the pantry at three or four o'clock, eat everything in sight as quickly as you can, because your body is just doing its job. It didn't get enough energy during the day. So it's going to get it all later. And that's when you lose all control and, you know, things just tend to, um, <laughs> explode at that point, you know? So sorry for that long answer about keto and carbs, but I told you, I could talk about my beloved carbs forever. 
I love that. And you bring up a huge point. It's all about balance and it's not even about carbs you have to avoid. It's that you should be able to enjoy the warm chocolate chip cookie, but also know that fiber and carbohydrates, quality carbohydrates are important. And that is something, like you said, over the last definitely five years, carbs have just gotten a real bad name and people are afraid. And so really just giving them the confidence to eat carbohydrates is a huge thing. Now, do you see many clients that come to you wanting to do detox or cleanse or take, you know, those teas that were floating around on the internet for a while? How do you, what do you have to say about that? I do think that at this point, the people I work with know that I'm never going to help them do that. <laughs> like they call me because they they're sick of these things. They've done them before and they don't want to do them anymore because they're, they're in a worse place than when they started. And the more cleanses and diets and crazy things people do, the worse off they are, the digger they're deep, they're the deeper they're digging that hole. And And there's research that the more times you cut calories and um, diet, you are messing with your metabolism and you usually are going to, you know, if weight loss was what they're going for, which is usually what it is, they're probably going to weigh more than when they started these diets. Um, Again, your body's super smart. If you are restricting your mind and your body are going to rebel and everybody's different in how long it's going to take. Maybe it's a couple of days, maybe it's a couple of weeks, but nobody can sustain a super strict, rigid way of eating because most importantly, that's miserable <laughs> and not fun at all. Food should be fun and enjoyable, but it should also be nourishing and help you thrive and live a long, healthy life. Um, and when you start to appreciate it and you start to appreciate yourself more, that's kind of where the magic happens. There's no, you know, cleanses or detoxes that are ever going to do that for you. You're just putting a bandaid on the problem over and over again and not getting to the root cause of things. Right. No matter how much organic quinoa you have, your body will still detox the same rate that it's meant to. That's right. Because why, Jillian, we have a natural detoxing system in our body called our kidneys and our liver. And every single day they are filtering the toxins out of your body. So starving yourself with juices and water cleanses is just going to make you really hangry and miserable. And it's basically just, you know, torturing yourself for absolutely no reason. Totally. I recently saw a quote. I can't remember where I saw it. Um, probably, honestly, it was probably on Instagram somewhere. But it said that if you have to revisit a diet more than once, it didn't work. So why would you do it again? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could be interpreted so many different ways. But I think it's so important to recognize that your body is such a like amazing machine. And yes, we know that there's a variety of disease states where your body is out of whack. And then maybe you need, you know, some extra assistance here and there. Mm-hmm. But in general, your body is such an amazing machine, but you can't force it to do more of what it's already doing. Like you can't force the liver and the kidneys to function faster than it's already like, it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And so, oh, go ahead. 
And what's, I mean, and what's so great because again, we love instant gratification. That's why people go on diets, but I want everyone to know that like when they even start paying more attention to what they're doing and being more mindful and even drinking a little more water than they're usually drinking within one, two, three days, they can feel drastically better. And I, I hear that a lot. Like I've slept amazing this week, you know, like everything's interrelated. It's not just about what we're eating. There's so many pieces to your puzzle. And when you start to kind of look at your life from, you know, big picture standpoint, then you can really start to make little adjustments, but then they all start to come together and you feel so much better. So it's just kind of like, um, you know, committing to a process and focusing on the process every day instead of focusing on weight loss and numbers and counting things, you know, it's, we've all done that. How many times can we do that? So try something else by, you know, doing what we're telling you here and really taking a step back and knowing that like those little baby steps are still moving you in the right direction. Better Brand wants you to clear your to-do list and still feel like you have a whole day ahead of you. Claim your exclusive offer with code in all caps, snack time, and get 25% off Better Focused. Better Focus is Better Brand's best-selling pharmacist-formulated vitamin for focus, energy, and mood. Better Focus helps you reach peak productivity and performance with a precisely dosed blend of natural, highly absorbable adaptogens and nootropics for a steady four plus hour boost without the crash. For a limited time, only at betterbrandshealth.com, get 25% off Better Focus with code SNACKTIME. That's 25% off at betterbrandhealth.com with code SNACKTIME. S-N-A-C-K-T-H-Y-M-E. When it comes to nutrition, we know that nutrition is not just the food on your plate and how it impacts the rest of your body and how it impacts the rest of your life. So the quality of your food, the nutritious choices that you're taking are going to influence your sleep, are going to influence your athletic activity, are going to influence your mental health. And those three categories are also categories that a lot of people take supplements for. And so I was, I wanted to ask you because while we do know that nutrition has a very strong impactful role on your sleep, your athletic performance, uh, your mindset, Supplements is also something that a lot of people turn to. And while there might be a time and a place for some supplements, there's not always a time and a place for others. And so I'm curious in how you, what your approach is when it comes to supplements for your clients. Well, it's always food first, as you know, um, food should be giving you most of the nutrition you need in a day, but because of you know, our toxic environment and the fact that we wear sunscreen now. So it's hard to get enough vitamin D. Um, I kind of have my core four that I recommend, but, you know, just as a disclaimer, you have to work privately and know somebody's history to recommend specific supplements to them. So that's why we look at lab work as dietitians and see what someone might be deficient in. But the number one thing that I've that almost everyone is deficient in, no matter how healthy you are, is vitamin D. Again, because it's very hard to get it from food. We mostly get it from sunlight, but because, you know, especially in the wintertime, we're not outside that much. Um, everyone's deficient. And there's so much important research on vitamin D and its processes in the body. And when you're deficient, um, 
you know, for example, you can't absorb as much calcium. So, you know, we used to focus on like calcium for bones, but vitamin D is the most important because if you don't have enough D calcium can't work as well. So D is something that everyone should be getting checked. Most doctors do check D, but if you don't see that you want to get it checked. Um, and depending how low you are, they're going to recommend a certain amount of IUs or some people get injections if they need a larger amount. And a multivitamin is kind of like your insurance policy. It, it You can feel secure that if you're taking a multi every day, you're kind of covering 100% of what you need. So that's kind of the second thing I recommend. Um, probiotics gets mixed reviews with people, but I'm a fan. Um, you just have to find a really good quality one. There's one I recommend, um, because they have researched it. So you do want to find quality supplements as well, that you can prove that what they're telling you is in it is actually in it because supplements are unregulated. They're not FDA approved. So people have come into my office with like a giant bag of pills and I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, and like, you know, if there's 20 things in there, there's maybe like um, 19 of them. And I'd be like, throw them out because they also interact with each other. They interact with certain medications that you could be taking. So there's a lot more to it than just like, oh, everyone should be taking these supplements. So it's very individual. And that's where a dietitian comes in or a medical doctor that has the background to recommend what someone actually needs instead of just like wasting all of their money and, and creating expensive urine, because that's what happens. Um, so probiotics, yes, I'm a fan of that's kind of my third thing. And then magnesium would be my fourth, which people are also, we are finding deficient in magnesium. So um, there's gummies now there's different kinds of magnesium. Again, that's an individual thing. Um, you know, there's a magnesium that helps you go to the bathroom better. And there's one that helps you do that. That's, um, you know, more important for something else. So again, you know, there's a lot of confusion with supplements. So those are kind of the four I recommend, but everybody's different and <laughs> see a dietitian. You are right. Everything is very individualized and seeing a dietitian is one of the greatest pieces of advice that we could give somebody starting on their health journey and figuring out other things. If you had to think of like your quick one action step that you would give to somebody who is brand new when it comes to nutrition, doesn't have any background with meal planning, portion sizes, fruits, what is that one quick action step that you give? Like I said before, eat from home as much as possible and up your water intake because everybody is dehydrated. So we are always encouraging adding things into your diet, not taking away. What are we adding? Let's add more of this. When I'm looking at what people are eating, I tell them, you're not eating enough, for example, for breakfast or lunch. So add some avocado, add some nuts, add some other heart healthy fats, add some things that are actually going to fill you up. We don't do puny meals. It's about having like nice, big, nourishing meals that you, you can visually see as a big meal because that's important too, and that you're physically taking in enough food. And this is what will help prevent these kind of crash diets from you going on them is actually eating enough during the day. Um, I know that wasn't one thing, but I guess the 
eat from home as much as you can, because then you know what's in your food and you save money and there's a lot less extra stuff and add water. Cause I'm a water pusher, which is a good thing, I guess. Love water. It. Yes. As you see me continue <laughs> drinking water at all times. This is, I call it my security blanket. So kids have them, but grownups see them too, because sometimes we just want to mindlessly eat and snack and and like binge watch Netflix and just like eat popcorn on the couch, but it's a habit. Everything's a habit. So grabbing your water bottle and holding on tight can help prevent these mindless things from happening. Totally. I feel like water is one of those things where you can so easily not have enough if you're not paying attention. So yeah. getting a big water bottle, I always encourage you. I walk around the gym, one of the locations that I work also home with my half gallon bottle. And I I'm fully aware that I look so ridiculous, but I know that if I don't have the big water, like now I just have to know how to finish, you know, one minimum, two of these a day versus if I have smaller ones and I'm refilling it, I'm just going to drive myself nuts counting. So that was great advice. Thank you. And we have a similar question, similar, but different is what would be, you know, like your quick one piece of advice for someone who might be an RD to be, who's looking to start a private practice. Is there anything that you wish you knew? Uh, before getting started, which I know can be a whole other podcast episode, but your top, top tip. Well, like I said, times have changed a lot. It's, there's a lot more ways to create a network now. Um, but I'm so happy. I worked in clinical nutrition for 10 years. You don't have to work for 10 years, but as you know, when you do your internship, you're in a clinical setting usually where you're rotating through different parts of the hospital. So I think that really shaped me into who I am today and was able to basically work with every kind of patient or client because you see everything in those settings. Um, oh, sorry, Stella. That's Stella. We have dogs too. We totally get okay. it. <laughs> um, but in having that knowledge and like giving yourself some time to just get more comfortable with all kinds of different people and get really comfortable with knowledge and knowing, you know, about how the body works and how to counsel somebody is going to help you just ease into private practice better. Um, because when I started my practice, like I told you guys, I had already had like 40 different jobs and had already worked for three other people before that. And had already worked for 10 years in clinical. So it's okay not to like come out of school and just open a private practice. I mean, that's, that's hard. Um, I know there are kind of coaches out there that are like, you're a dietitian now. So anybody can just start a successful private practice, but I could not have done that. I know again, it was a different time, but I would not have felt comfortable and wouldn't have had the background to do that and be able to basically see any type of person at this point. So give yourself time, you know, try different things. That's what nutrition is. And that's why a lot of us went into it is because there's so many jobs that you could, you know, and simultaneous jobs you can have. So, you know, explore a little bit, see what you like, what you don't like, and then, you know, their path will be a little more clear into what you actually want to do. Totally. I think that's a great, great advice. Explore your path, get lots of experience and figure out, you know, what makes you the happiest when working. 
And I know we only have a few minutes left, so we want to sneak in our favorite segment that we do on every episode. It's just some rapid fire questions. We want to know your favorite. It's kind of an either or. So we'll go through. And the first thing that comes to your mind, just go ahead and blurt it out. The first one is, are you sweet or a savory person? Oh, sweet. Are you more of a breakfast food or dinner food person? Not that you don't eat both, but breakfast. I could eat breakfast or every meal. It's my favorite meal. I wake up excited. <laughs> when you are eating, are you out? Are you an appetizer or dessert person? I could do appetizers and dessert and skip the main entree. Are you I'm more like, of yeah. a pancakes or waffles? Definitely pancakes, but I'm really not into them. I liked more baked goods. I like I love all baked goods, but we make pancakes and waffles every weekend for my kids. And like, I'm like, eh, not so into them. Totally get it. What about a pizza or pasta? Oh God, that's like, that's like asking me chocolate or wine. It's gotta be both. Um, I don't know, but pasta, if there's like that restaurant that makes like the best pasta, you know, I'll always get pasta there, (laughs) but I think that's rare. Like there's some places in New York city where it's like, we know we're going to get all the pastas there. Totally know what you mean. Are you more of a fruit or veggie person? Again, knowing that you eat both, but fruits or veggies, even though I'm a sweet person, I, I find it easier to eat vegetables for some reason. What about, are you a coffee or a tea person? Oh, coffee. I drink like a pot every morning when I have my breakfast. Again, the most exciting part of my life is like pushing the button that grinds the coffee. I have one of those like grind and brews and it's like six 30 in the morning and I'm like half dead. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is the best part of my day. Best morning ever. Are you more of an ice or a hot? I have to start with hot coffee, but then when it's warmer out, like maybe I'll get an iced one later, like after a workout. Speaking of working out, do you like doing strength or cardio? Well, I was posting about this the other day and I think both of you are pretty fit, right? Um, We're also both trainers. Right. You're both trainers. So I think one of the biggest problems is women do not strength train and they think it's going to make them bulky, but I can attest to the fact that like lifting heavy weights will change your body more than anything else. So I do both, but I'm more into weight training, um, because I've experimented with everything and I always try everything myself because I'm never going to tell someone to do something if I haven't seen, you know, it helped me. Um, so love lifting heavy weights. It makes you feel so strong and confident and it will not make you bulky. It will just make you leaner. So women get stronger and then taking walks is just like the best, the best cardio to get outside sunlight, vitamin D. That's awesome. Mic drop. Definitely strength training does not make you bulky. So then we have to ask, do you have more enjoyment training your upper body or lower body? I think that it's really both. I think you have to do the, it's gotta be like full body. Like I won't do just arms one day. I'll kind of just do like an hour workout of everything. And I used to really be into yoga, which was like full body workout. And people were like, how do you stay in shape with yoga? It's making me need to do yoga again when I think about it, but it's full body. It's using your body's own strength. And what's better than that? 
I love that. Do you think that you're a morning or an evening person? I really used to be such an evening person, but since I'm a mom now and the alarm goes off at 6.30 every morning, I have to be a morning person. I don't want to be. I'd love to lay in bed all day long, but those days are so long over that I, the best part of my life is getting in bed and being sleeping by like 10 or 1030. But I used to be such a night owl back in the day. I loved staying up. That's when I was like most productive. I love Um, these. These are fun. (laughs) Well, we have a few more coming at you. Okay. So what is your favorite dessert? I I just mentioned it and it's, it's got to stand out. Warm chocolate chip cookies. I will never, ever say no to a warm chocolate chip cookie ever or brownies. Those are probably my two. What about, do you have a favorite peanut butter brand? Oh my God. (laughs) I keep posting this one called Teddy's. It's like super chunky Teddy's in the green glass jar that like any supermarket has. Do you love it too, Jillian? My sister introduced it to me a couple, actually probably five or six years ago. And I am definitely more of a um, crunchy girl. And I was, she was like, you have to get this one. It's delicious. Hands down to this day, still my favorite. Seriously. And I've tried all of them. I mean, from anywhere, I've probably had a hundred peanut butters in my life. So it's my favorite food. Not that you asked, but I eat it every day and can't survive without it. Um, but Teddy's, oh my God. And I think anybody can get it. And I think it's like $4. So it's the best. Perfect. Quick follow-up question to that. Are you more of a crunchy or a creamy person? Crunchy all the way. It's like crunchy, go crunchy or go home. I just had crunchy peanut butter right before this. What about the last one? Are you more of a city or a suburbs girl now that you've done both? Mm, I always love the city, but I love having space and being able to just like park my car in the driveway. Um, It's very different. I, but I don't doubt that I will move back to a city one day, but always have some sort of kind of country home too. Well, we are so grateful for you to come on and tell us all of your fun tips and tricks. Um, but we want to ask you one last question, which I think is the most important question, is that if somebody wants to get in touch with you or work with your company, how can they find you? Can you let us know your social handles, your email, and your website? Well, my Instagram's Get Naked Nutrition, and my website's lauraburacknutrition.com. And... My email is Laura, L-A-U-R-A at lauraburacknutrition.com. And now it's just so easy to even Google someone's name and you like find things you don't want to know about yourself when you do that. So again, just, you don't even need a business card anymore. You just find someone on Instagram, which is the best. It's so true. I love it. I think it's such a great, I love it living in the, you know, both worlds in my life. I think it's just such a great way to communicate with people and use it to have fun. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on. We're so grateful for your time and getting to know your tips and tricks. Well, that's it team. Thanks so much for joining us today on snack time. We hope you had a great snack while listening to this episode and we can't wait until next time. Until then, you can find us on social. You can find our lovely Emma at rd underscore Emma B. And you can find Jillian at eat.train.love.nyc.
Be sure to rate and review and subscribe to our podcast and share this episode with your friends and family.